Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise based in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Share your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. So we were at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Since all his children have flesh and blood. This is one of my favorite scriptures now. So Jesus became human to, fu- to fully identify with us. When people say God cannot forgive you for what you are doing, they don't know. He became a man fully to identify with us. He knows the pain. He knows the temptation. He knows. All, he knows. And he fully identifies with us. He did this so that he, he could experience death and annihilate the effect of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. Who holds against us what? The power of death. I explained this one yesterday. Alright, 15. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live in their entire life in bondage to the tormenting dread of death. He came to free us from from fear. From the fear of death. Fear is bondage. Fear is prison. And the reason why people fear is because of the ultimate result called death. But that is what Jesus came to free us from. By embracing death, Jesus set free. You know how he did it? In Romans chapter 8 verse 3, the Bible says that for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness what, of sinful uh-huh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. So when condemnation, sin was being condemned, the power of death was being freed. Because Jesus needed to come into the flesh so he could deal with it. Can you see that? By embracing death, Jesus set free those who lived their entire lives in bondage you see, you, you cannot speak of this. Because the day you were born, you were not given the spirit of fear. So you are not part of this generation. Don't ever quote this one and put yourself there. If today you are allowing fear, you chose. Can you see that? I said I won't talk plenty. But he said, for God, has not given us 
the spirit of fear see but of power of love and of sound mind and i told you those three refers to the father son and the holy spirit he gave you the deity the trinity he gave you the godhead the nature of god so for you you don't qualify here he's talking to the hebrews at that point in time that there are a lot of people that were under the bondage of fear because they were afraid to die so jesus came to free them when jesus came you were not there you only came when jesus finished everything and he came from the dead so you do not qualify here so fear and death has no power over you because it once never ruled your life and it can't rule again can you see that say fear has no place and the Bible calls it tormenting dread. Tormenting dread of fear, of death. They were so tormented. The dreadfulness of death. But we came out of the love of Father. Oh, oh Jesus. Don't you love God? Okay, verse 16. Before I get caught. For it is clear that he didn't do this for the angels. I'm telling you the reason why God did not go after the devil when he sinned. Because it was not the plan. Who sinned first? Lucifer. Lucifer. But God never went to him and the one third of the angels said, oh guys, come back. Oh guys, I'm placing you. Oh guys, I'll give you to you. No. Because they were born by the wind. He said, I have made my angels wings. But for us, we are not wings. We have the identity of the creator. We were born from his loins. We came out of him. We hail from him. We are born out of him. So you see, our dispensation or our species is different from the species of angels. They were made huh, by the blast of God's nose. Huh. They were made by winds. But we, God was pregnant with us. And he pushed us out. Uh, and we came out of death. We are the only species together with Jesus that were born out of death. Everybody dies into death. We were born out of death. Can you see that? As everybody is dying into death, living and dying into death, entering into death, we were born out of death into life. Never to die again. Oh. <laughs> Can you see that? Charlie, go and tell somebody about this. Everybody dies into death. But we were born out of death. Never again to die. That is who you are. That is a species. As men say there is a casting down. Don't you remember? Jesus said there is a lifting up. Because you were born out of death. And oh Jesus. You received a lifting up. You came up. They go down. There is a going down for some. There is a springing up. That is why I believe that your life will never go down. Because you see, the direction of your life is not here. 
Actually, you came from there. <laughs> my life is upward. Somebody say, my life is upward. Now, when you, we say, you tell somebody, my life is upwards, and they tell you, what do you mean? As a Christian, you must have an up and down. You say, no, I used to be down, but I was born out of down. Can you see that? So, you see, my direction, I can't, it's like a rocket that is being shot into space. The direction is like this. It, it, it can't come down. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how you think or what you think, uh, wherever you are hearing me, but our direction is one way. That is why I said, he that is born from above is above all. Look at this. Oh. You were born from above, but you proceeded from death. For it is clear that he didn't do this for the angels, but for all the sons and daughters of Abraham. You are the daughter and son of Abraham. It is in the book of Hebrews that you know that Abraham is your father, just as God is your father. Ah, but you are reading. <laughs> there is a gift in God that can make God share with you what he has. Do you know Jesus' father is Abraham? God is not. He hasn't had a problem with it. Because he designed it that way. It, tell, it tells you about the power of faith. Faith causes you to attain. Faith causes you to attain the unimaginable. Things that are unthinkable, faith can make you lay hold on. It is because of faith, Paul said, God shall be my prize. He said, God is my reward. You are looking for a mansion, eh? The man on the throne is my reward. <laughs> that is why I know your faith is about to hold on to things. That's why you must think bigger than, than this brain. Listen, if you can think at the level of how this brain can think, you are failed. Okay. Can I say it again? Yes, sir. I'm saying if your thinking is at the highest point of how this brain can think, you have failed. Because this brain has limitations. So you can only think, even if you think that the, you know, how many human beings normally would say that the world is mine? We normally boast of houses, 10 houses, 5 houses, you know, and so on and so forth. That is the limitation of the mind. When God wants to teach you how to think, he says, ask me, first of all, of the nations. So when men are talking about houses, you talk about nations. So Australia belongs to you. Spain belongs to you. Brazil belongs to you. And you know how God does it? As something is going wrong in there, you have a dream and you find yourself in Brazil. Once your foot steps on the, on the land, either sometimes God will make you pick a son from the land or you, you place your hand there. 
the first time I went to Europe, immediately I got out of the plane. The Lord said, touch the ground. Touch the ground. And I touched the ground. I said, Lord, Europe is mine. Remember, you, hear, you heard me say this. Because the doors of Europe are open to us. So when you are praying, you are praying, you realize that, I think it was here I was praying and I saw a plane, a, something in Germany. Do you remember at the old side, I, I, I said I saw um, a plane burning at the airport. Yeah. So what would I do? When I come back, Europe is mine. So when I come back, I have to stop it from happening. When it happens, it means you are not a good caretaker. said, only ask and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. The whole earth. Can you see this? Yes, sir. This, is, this is good thinking. That's why your mind cannot think this. Go out there and ask unbelievers if, if, if they know that they can possess a nation. They will insult you. But we have a different mindset. God says, ask me of the nations as your what? Inheritance. And the whole earth as your possession. As your what? Possession. And all you think about is you and tell your neighbor, begin to think like God. Say, think beyond the boundaries of your mind. Are you with me? So when you wake up tomorrow, you say, Germany, how are you doing? You hear in the news that there is a virus that is popping up. Say, Father, in the, I prevent this from happening. You will see. You can be silent behind the scenes. It's not every landlord that is in. There's some landlord that are hiding. Now, when you begin to deal with nations, God will carry you there. How you will get there, you will know. But there will be, an, because the doors are craving your coming. There are better things to possess. Because your direction is one way. Alright, go back to Hebrews. I said I won't talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So God didn't do it for angels. They are here. They know. But for the sons and daughters of Abraham, God did this for us. Isn't this amazing? So when you are singing, Abraham's blessings are mine. You are saying it with understanding that God did it for us. It is ours. All you must do is to proclaim, decree and agree. Verse 17. This is why he had to be a man and to take hold of our humanity in every way. Who told you that a Christian can sin forever, suffer forever. Who, who told you that story? The fact that you are not seeing anything does not mean nothing is happening. Read it. This is why he had to be a man and to take hold of our humanity in every way. He made us his brothers and sisters, brethren, Adephos, and became our merciful and faithful king priest. The word is high priest. Are you reading it? Yes, sir. Remember, he came into humanity so he could express his mercy 
and his faithfulness over who? Angels? No, over you. Because angels in heaven don't sin. But man in the flesh is susceptible to sin. That is why he came not in the form of angels, but in the form of flesh where sin is identified. And what did he do? He dealt with the source called sin. So he can free his people from death and the fear of death. And to do what? And to now possess you and claim humanity. And when you are going through trial, he said, don't worry, I experienced this myself. He did not come into humanity to express condemnation. But what? Mercy. Please accept this. Please accept this. Look, how can God, God can never say you are my brother or my sister unless he comes into, I told you, a dog cannot be a brother, a, a cat cannot be the brother of a lion. Even though they say they are from the same family. That family, I don't know, but they are not brethren. But a lion in Angola and a lion in America are from the same family, but different locations. When you see the two of them, they will behave the same way. Is he? A, a cat will do meow. A lion, oh, they, are, they are not the same. <laughs> you know? He calls you my, sis, my brother and my sister because he came into the flesh to partake of your kind so that what? He will show you mercy. Why? So that whatever you are going through today, he went through in the flesh. So that he can identify with the pain. You see, there are some challenges you go through. It could be sinful challenges. You know, anything you can think about that weighs down the flesh. Jesus went through. So that he can be merciful. Not to condemn you. But to have mercy and to show you his faithfulness before God. As the one what? Who removed our sins and to make us one with him. Do you think he came to remove your sins and be one with you so he can condemn you? No. He did that so that what? He could identify with your shortcomings. People have not embraced the gospel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They think it was a joke. It's not. God coming into the flesh. Tabernacled in the flesh. So this is the second time he's telling you that he's one with you. Now this oneness is not the oneness in the spirit. He's talking about oneness when he also took upon this flesh. But the one he was one with you was talking about spirit together. He that is joined to the Lord is one with him in spirit. So we were one with, we, today we are one with him in spirit. Today he is not flesh. He is gone. But whatever you are now, this body fights you. But God, through Jesus Christ, identifies with all that. He knows. Because he was hungry, he ate. <laughs> he was thirsty. So when you are thirsty, he knows that. 
he knows that you know hunger is very painful because he was here the bible says that and he sent his disciples to go and get him food and when they came he was talking to the samaritan woman and they asked him has anybody given you food and he said if i have eaten do you know eating do you know <laughs> so he ate he understands hunger he understands feelings because mary magdalene cried on her his feet and clean with her silky hair he understands when you are tempted Oh, angels of God. You understand what I mean? Has somebody massaged your feet before? It's so nice, isn't it? So imagine the tears on Jesus' bare feet and the hair. Obroni hair, you know? Or whatever hair it is. <laughs> you know, sick hair. It means the hair was, it had to be long for hair to be used. It's not short. I do Okay, you didn't hear what I said. <laughs> yeah, if the hair is short, he will scratch Jesus. But the hair is long. You know, and clean and kissed it. And kissed it. Somebody else will feel like whoosh. But Jesus did not respond. He understands. Alright, we won't waste time here. Go on. He suffered. Look at it. And endured what? Every test and temptation so that he can help us every time we pass through the ordeal of life. Can you see it? If I tell you no born again can, can sin forever, you don't get it. People think, oh, it's taking too long a time. Jesus is working on him. And Jesus understands what the person is going through. That is why it is not in your, in your place to condemn and to judge them. Because he suffered. He endured every what? The word is every. Every test and what? Temptation. For what purpose? For himself? No. So that he can help us. Every time. Every. Every. Every time we pass through the ordeals of life, the challenges of life, you think you are the only one who has been there? He said he tested, he was tested as well, he was tempted. You want to give up? He went through that. Can I show you? After he had given his, the people bread and fish, and they ate, and he wanted to give them the heavenly bread, and he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, the Bible says, and they began to leave him. Oh, the church was dying. 84 members. 72 left in a second. He was left with 12. Pastor wanted to, Pastor Jesus wanted to give up. But he did not allow that temptation to overpower him. He even asked the 12 members, guys, because I have a congregation you have no idea of. He said, do you also want to go? Peter said, oh Lord, you are the only one that has eternal life. Where are we going? Where are we going? Then he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You cut the thing, my boy. But even if you go, I am not left alone. 
the father is with me the father is worth more congregation than they so you see if he had allowed himself he would have given up did the devil not carry him from the ground to the mountain and then to the topmost part the devil can change the strategy of your test but there is somebody who has been there that is why he's called our forerunner he went ahead of you all the things that you are going through on this in this life jesus went ahead of you to test of them for you he went to taste them he was there are you with me he suffered and endured every test. Look, when you are thanking Jesus, eh, thank him because he tasted of these things for you. So that he can identify with what you are going through. You know, sometimes when you do some mistake in life, maybe you sin or something, you, the, the devil makes you feel like you have been detached from God. But I tell you, the Holy Spirit brings this love around you. To make you know that Jesus went through this and he will help you out. No wonder the Bible says it is God who worketh in us both to do and for his good pleasure. He's working in you. He's working in you. You can't write anybody off. You can't write anybody off. People might have their challenges. They might go through a particular situation. They might have some kind of addiction and so on and so forth. But God has a way of bringing them out. There are some people that go, you know, they go so far off that God must make them taste of bodily death and bring them back again. It's called the near-death experience. And when they come back, they become so, you know, on fire for God. All the things they were going through dies around them. You've heard stories like that. They never believe God. They were fighting, you know, they were the Christians, they were sinning, they were doing all sorts of things. They do it to a point. God is still working. He's still working. Because where they are going, because to be carnally minded is death. He's still helping, working with them. They will enter into death and then whatever they are going through dies and he brings them up. And when he brings them up, he gives them a voice. And they begin to tell others about hell and heaven. And all that they go through, they don't go through any longer. They begin now to tell people to abstain and to stay away and so on and so forth because God is working. If you were the devil, you go in, you never come back. So God can even use bodily death to purge you from earthly sin and dominion. Can you wave your hands to Jesus and say thank you? He helps us every time. He helps us every time we pass through the ordeals of life. Can I see a message here? Thank you Jesus for helping me every time. Yeah. He would have already experienced it all himself. All the pain, all the testing, and would be able to help where help was needed. When help is needed, Jesus is there to give the help. Thank you, Jesus. Show me amplified. Let me see what they all say. For because he himself in his humanity has suffered in being tempted, tested, and tried. He is able immediately to run to the cry of assist, relieve those who are being tempted.
tempted and tested and tried and who therefore are being exposed to suffering. He says he runs to your cry. He runs to your cry. Glory to Jesus. Since he himself has gone through sufferings and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. So all the, all the, you know, the versions are talking about the same thing. That Jesus is always around. So Satan can never win in your life. When he feels like he's winning because he's pushing you down there. The Bible says that Jesus runs to your cry. You know, there are some temptations you can get through. There are some addictions you can be in. And one day, you know, you don't want it, but there's something that is heavy. But one day you cry and say, Lord, help me. Jesus, help me. He runs to your cry. And he brings you out of it. And I'm telling you, the last place where he can even help you is to put you in death and bring you out. Because you see, oh 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 something has dropped you see why would why did we die and buried when we were when we died we were in sin sin was defeated in death so when a born again is in, has an addiction or is in a particular kind of sin and is getting closer to death it's not because he's that he's dying it's because sin must be taken to where it belongs, into death. So that the son of God can come alive. Can you see that? Ephesians 2 verse 5, that was says. He said once, he said being dead in sin. We once died in sin. And we left sin. He said he raised us up. Even when we're dead in sin. We're dead in sin. Had quickened us. He made us alive together with Christ. You see, the reason why it is Christ that can only do that is because when you were there, he was with you and you were raised together with him. So you hear that, hey, this person died and came back to life. There's something that God left in the place of death so that the person can come back quickened and alive. In Jesus' name. Is Jesus helping you? Yeah. Sometimes you can try and try and try. Realize that you can't help it. You can't help yourself. He's your help. He assists you. That's why you must shout and say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Will he come? Of course. <laughs> it was because of that he came. Partook of the human nature. So he can identify with what humans go through. Because it looks like when he's in heaven, the distance is too far. He might not be able to tell. <laughs> it is like you have not entered into a problem somebody has entered, but you can give all the advice. You are telling, oh no, when you don't cry, you know, be strong, don't cry. Then the thing hits the person. <laughs> now the one that gave the advice is crying. When he's telling something, it's easy to advise. Oh, Jesus suffered. You know, the Holy Spirit showed me again, endured. He endured in the suffering. If he had given up in the suffering, we would not be here. So he suffered and endured. Which means it was like a force, like a fight. But he endured. 
not for himself. Looking at the whole world and the generations coming in his mind and his eyes, he endured. The Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the shame of the cross. Can you see? Yes, sir. So I'm sure we are done chapter 2. Yes, so chapter 3. Yes, slow, small, small, we are going. All right. Now, let me give you a, a breakdown of chapter 3 so that when, we are, when I don't finish, you know. Now, after talking about all the things, Jesus is better than angels. Jesus is greater than angels. Jesus is better than, you know, um, than every creation, you see. And, and how he died for us in, hum, in human form, his blood, etc. Then, chapter 3 and chapter 4, he used that chapter to tell you that there is a man whom the Israelite believed so much. Yes, he did well. His name is called Moses. It was through him that the law came. So they trusted him for everything you say. Oh, say, oh Moses said, and Moses said, and Moses said. And Jesus used the few verses from verse 2 downwards to tell you that when you talk about Moses, Jesus is even better and glorious than Moses. Then he began to speak for a while and then he began to introduce Jesus as the high priest. Can you see that? Then he began to say that now that you have heard these things, don't believe these things and don't walk in unbelief. Because there is a consequence to unbelief. So he used, you know, Psalm 95 in from verse 9 or so to explain. He said today if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. He was talking about unbelief. Then he used the whole chapter 4 to tell you that there is a rest for the believer when he stays in the place of belief. But there is a word in here that tells that you make God angry when you walk in unbelief. And then you are not fully, even though you are the, his house, you are not part of the amalgamation of the house. When I saw it, I was like, whoosh. Because he used the, the word if, the condition if. So, for you not to be believing the word of God, there's a consequence to it. Can we see it together? So, that's the summary. Chapter, chapter three. So, tomorrow, if I don't teach chapter 4, I've taught it. You see, where I want to talk about power is from chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9. In fact, chapter 10. Oh, my God. We should start from there. <laughs> Alright, so can we go through? Yes, Today I'm not teaching a lot. I will just read. Let the Holy Ghost teach you. And so, dear brothers and sisters, brethren, Adephos, you are now made holy. Oh, isn't this amazing? You are now made what? Holy. And each of you is invited to the feast of what? Your heavenly calling. Is it not similar to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18, 17 and 18 he said that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you will know the hope of your calling and he's, so he's saying that let, let the revelation come because you have already been called you have received the heavenly calling he said the eyes of your understanding, understanding sorry, being what enlightened, illuminated that ye may know because the calling is there already, but you don't know. 
So he said, let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. In other words, the eyes of your soul. Because your spirit is aware, your soul is not. That you may know the hope of his calling, not your calling. The hope of his calling. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint? There's the same wording in the book of Ephesians. That's why I believe Paul wrote Hebrews. Thank you for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian raymond night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Victory in the name.